0: Gabriel O'Sullivan, this is episode one of Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. Again, my name is Gabriel O'Sullivan, and I got my buddy Will with me here. He's going to introduce himself in just a second. Got my nephew uh, Seth, friend, running Sound Force, doing our engineering and our audio. He's got an amazing podcast. You might want to check out for yourself. Uh, it's called The uh, Friendly Rant. Super good stuff on there. So you may want to check that out. And uh, I'm going to let Will go ahead and introduce himself.
1: Yeah, hey guys, this is Will Haycox. I'm uh, 29. I've got a wife. She's also 29. Her name is Hannah. We have uh, one son. He's in heaven. It's Gabriel. And we have a a daughter on the way. We're expecting her in January here, so we're really excited about that. Um, Gabe and I just kind of talked about this over the past few months. Uh, My son was was born last September, September 2019, and Gabe was very helpful. He met with me a few times and just encouraged me, prayed with me, and just just gave me a lot of encouragement and hope. And we just kind of came together and talked about what we could do. You know, we had some ideas, and we decided to come together and and start a podcast. We both listen to podcasts and sound like it would be something that would be very helpful for some guys out there. We uh, we both had the experience, or I guess I know I had the experience that after my son was born, uh, I'm a podcast listener, and so I, I just reached out and looked to see if I could find any information possible for about stillbirth or infant loss or child loss, and I just couldn't find anything that was from a man for a man, and it's, uh, there's, there's plenty of resources out there for moms, and that's wonderful. I think there's, there's definitely an incredible relationship between a mother and, and their child if they've lost a child, and that's something that is great and is blessed by the Lord but it just sometimes it was it was hard to listen to that podcast and to feel like it was speaking to me Uh, it was maybe I was listening to it from the perspective that I could listen to this and get some insight as to what my wife is feeling and and try to help her out through that but you know I had my own hurt and I wanted some some information of you know what other guys went through and what they felt and, and how some other guys dealt with the loss of their child and so I've just kind of was discouraged on that for a while and and back a few months ago Gabe and I got together with the pastor from our church and we just kind of talked about some things that had been rolling around in our heads and I presented the idea that we could you know, try to get a group together or sort of a support group for men that have lost children and We talked about that, and everyone was sort of encouraged about it, but in the midst of the the COVID pandemic that we've got going on now, it just wasn't a good time to get something like that started. And uh, we talked about, again, since we both listen to podcasts, how maybe that could be something that would be helpful. We can obviously record separate from our listeners, and they can listen to that at their own time. And uh, hopefully we could just bring some encouragement since we've been encouraged from each other and certainly by the Lord and by his spirit. And we talked about, you know, how we wanted to get it started, what our name could be. We wanted something catchy, but not too cliche or, you know, something that, that would stick in your mind and would, would really kind of encapsulate the reason why we're doing this podcast and and why we just felt a burden from the Lord to do it. And, uh, actually came, kind of from an idea my wife gave me that she said, you know, something around lost boys and, uh, thought about that. I didn't really want to go with just lost boys because that it was kind of a, kind of a downer to think about, you know, to be lost, but it was a good explanation of how I felt after my son was born. And I just prayed about it and and talked to my wife some more and, uh, kind of came up with lost boys to found fathers and, we play with a few different things relating to that but that to me and I think Gabe agrees really explains our journey after we lost our children that we we thought I know I felt I was 28 and I I felt that you know I could do pretty much anything I had you know I'm a young guy I'm in pretty decent shape I'm got a decent job you know i'm I'm capable of taking care of things helping my wife when she needs help and I felt relatively powerful but uh when our son was born <clears throat> we were given the news that uh, there's nothing we could do and and that he wasn't alive anymore and there's really you know no way to describe how I felt other than just powerless and lost and you know in that moment we just felt like there was nothing we could do to help our wives. There's nothing we could do to make anything better. And really, I I sat in that for a while. You know, I I felt that that disillusion, and I just was. I felt lost is the best way to explain it. And through the encouragement of fellow believers, through reading the Word, through just trying to come to God with our pain and our our feeling of being lost we are found in Christ and we are we're brought into relationship with him and and he provides comfort he provides peace that that really does pass understanding that's kind of something that I always thought was cliche until we lost our son and it's really true that's that's the only way I know how to describe it is that the peace from the Lord is greater than anything else that could come whether it's loss whether it's grief it's anger hurt anything the peace that comes from the Lord has been the only way that my wife and I have been able to get through losing our son. And so we just talked about that. And I think Gabe agreed that Lost Boys to Found Fathers would be a perfect name for this podcast because it just talks about our journey from being weak, being alone, feeling like we're alone, to knowing that we are found in christ and that we can base our identity off of who we are in him and not on being someone who has a child that they don't get to raise and that's just it's very encouraging and uh, i hope it's encouraging to you so uh, just to to quickly explain like i said we had a we had a son last september september of 2019 his birthday september 30th 2019 and Just to give you a quick explanation, we'll talk about this of course later on. My wife, uh, she was 39 and a half weeks. We had, uh, we were going to birth with midwives and she had an appointment with the midwife on Thursday. Everything was fine. She uh, had a few issues and just not feeling him move as much. So we ended up going to the hospital and uh, they told us that he was no longer alive. His heart wasn't beating. And so we went from there straight into a delivery room. We went through probably 40 hours of labor. My wife went through 40 hours of labor. And she delivered our son on uh, September 30th, 2019. And he was born on his due date. And uh, he was born into heaven. He was, uh, was not alive when he was born here. And so we, uh, we struggled with that. But again, you know, I'm sure there are some of you out there listening that have been through something similar. And uh, hopefully we can use this podcast to encourage you and to push you closer to the Lord. And uh, Gabe, I know you've had a similar experience and I just uh, want to give you a chance to talk
0: about that. Yeah, man, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Very true. So my name again, Gabriel O'Sullivan. Uh, I've got a wife. Her name is Ryan. I've got three children here on earth and and four in heaven. And uh, we'll talk about them in just a minute. And and I want to, you know, kind of, Reiterate what Will was saying there. He talked about you know being found in Christ uh, as we you know as we realized that once we had lost our kids, we felt very lost, and that was uh that was really an important point that you made there, man. So we're we're obviously we're gonna cover that in the weeks to come, and I'd say also in regards to that, just in in regards to the name of the of the podcast too, being Lost Boys to Found Fathers, it's like when our when our when our little ones passed away. This was back in two thousand five. Man, you know, I was just like, you know, once you find out your wife's pregnant, you're like, okay, I'm a dad. Like, immediately. Like, first time your wife tells you you're pregnant, you're like, I'm a dad now. The stuff's changed. And then when they were not here uh, anymore, it was like, all right, now I'm not a dad anymore. You know, like, that's the way I felt for a while. And then I kind of came to that realization that, well, no, I'm I'm still a dad. They're just they're just not here. You know, they're just not with me. They've gone on ahead. And so like, it was like almost like coming to that realization that, Hey, I am still a father, even though I don't have my child here with me on earth, you know? And so that was, I think I like that. And even in regards to the name that you came up with, Will, about being, you know, lost boys that found fathers. Cause I had to find that realization, you know, that I was still a dad, you know, even though I didn't have my kids here with me. And so, um, yeah, a little little about my, my family, my wife, uh, my kids here. Um, so my wife and I met when we were in middle school, uh, ended up starting dating in high school uh, back in 1994 before either one of these jokers was born that I'm hanging out with in here today. I was little. and, and <laughs> Okay, that's right. Yes, you're just born. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we've been together a long time, got married in 2001, uh, tried to... Uh, you know, once we got married, wanted to have kids uh, in a couple years there, and then it just wasn't really easy. We were having some challenges with that. Uh, finally, did get pregnant uh, with triplet girls, and unfortunately, they were born in 2005. About at about 25 weeks, my wife just, just kind of too small a to frame. They said probably to carry triplets, and um, so they were born early. And uh, one little girl lived uh, one day. Uh, that was Reese. Uh, Vivian, our second little girl, she lived three weeks, and then Sophia ended up living three months. Uh, looked like she was going to make it, and then she got a, some really bad infection and like a brain bleed and stuff, and just didn't make it. And so uh, after that, obviously we were we were you know pretty upset, and uh, you know at that time period, man, I'm, I'm not even sure podcasts were a thing, you know. So I was just like scanning bookstores, you know, and that kind of thing, trying to find some uh, some help. And and obviously just reading the Bible, you know, reading, reading books of the Bible, trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, thankfully, we got pregnant pretty quickly thereafter, the loss of our triplets. And that was with our daughter Avery. And she is doing great. She's 14 years old now. Got a basketball game later on today. Very thankful for her. Uh, when she was about two, almost two years old, 18 months old, we got pregnant again. And unfortunately, we uh, ended up having a miscarriage with that baby at about ten weeks. So it was, uh, you know, just went in for a routine checkup, man, and you know the heartbeat had stopped, and so unfortunately lost that child. And um, after that, we kind of you know, we're obviously discouraged, kind of thought, okay, man, this is maybe, maybe further pregnancies are just not for us, and, and so we kind of went back and forth, you know, do we try again, do we not, you know, should we just be happy with Avery, and obviously we were, we were very happy with her, I'm um, very thankful for her, you know, we lost three girls, and then we got three, we got, we got a girl, and so we were grateful for that, um, but after a couple of years of just uh, talking about it, praying about it, you know, God just kind of laid on our hearts separately that it was time to have more kids but not in a traditional manner um we were definitely both like individually um tasked with hey you need to look into adoption uh and so i was kind of thinking it but i didn't want to really mention it to my wife because i didn't know if she was down with it she was thinking it and i think the lord laid it on her heart you know separately as well and she didn't want to mention it to me because she didn't know if, uh, if i was down with it and one day uh I think we were riding down the road and one of us said something to the other like hey maybe maybe we need to start looking into adoption and then the other one was like that's crazy i've been thinking the same thing and so our other two children that we have here are adopted uh they're locally uh from south carolina which is where we live um isaac's nine just turned nine and then tyson is four and it's amazing so we've got three kids on earth and four in heaven so we're uh very thankful for them. And, uh, I'm 42 now, almost 43. So not sure if we'll, uh, have any more or adopt any more, but we're not going to take that off the table in case God, you know, has something in plan for us, uh, that we, uh, that we don't know about yet. Um, so Will came to me, obviously, you know, with this idea and Will, man, I'm just so thankful. This is definitely your, your deal, man. He had this awesome idea of starting a support group for guys because we know that, you know, infant loss is a big deal, you know, in our country, most developed country in the world, but our, our rate of infant loss is one of the highest in the world uh, as well, which is super crazy to think. Um, as, you know, we're really involved with the March of Dimes. It's an amazing organization that helps, you know, with uh, try to fight against prematurity, premature births and issues that come from prematurity. But unfortunately, like what we've seen in the past 10 years or so is as, as money has like actually increased to the March of Dimes and to research for, hey, how do we stop premature birth? How do we, you know, help reduce infant loss? As that money is increased, the numbers are still increasing. And so, uh, that being said, we know that's going on a lot, not only in our community, but, you know, it was like, hey, what can we do? Not only for the guys in our community, but for guys that are all over the country or maybe all over the world that are going through this and they're going through that really bad spot of disillusionment. Um, and so. I think that God just kind of laid it on your heart, will you know, to do this, um, because of like you said, there's not a lot of books aimed for men. There's not a lot of podcasts, if any, that are aimed for men um, that have dealt with this situation, and, and you and I both searched for that, you know, bookstores, Amazon, the whole deal, and man, we not finding anything. So we want to be that source of comfort, encouragement, truth, you know, growth and challenge. Uh, we know there's a lot of there's a lot of mistruth out there. You know, there's a lot of mumbo jumbo about situations that happen to you like this and we want to be a source of truth for for our listeners and for each other you know obviously we encourage each other when we're talking and when we're when we've met this past year and so that's that's our goal you know with this Um, I, I will say that you know personally you know it's been a it's been a you know it's been a 15 year journey for me man there's still stuff there's still questions that I have you know Uh, that I'm still dealing with but one thing that really helped me initially was I journaled and I wrote down like from the day we were in the hospital you know day one when my wife was admitted because she was in premature labor and through the through this the podcast we'll kind of get into our stories like more in depth but I started you know kind of writing down hey what what am I feeling um what's going on what questions am I having and that morphed into a, actually morphed into a book, uh, which uh, I have on a website. You can look at that. It's Thy Will Be Done Book um, And in that book, it really is kind of our story of what we went through during the time of the, the birth and and the the death, unfortunately, of our three little girls, our triplets. But then also, like, what questions that I have spiritually, and uh, we kind of flesh those out. I'm not saying all the answers that I came up with are right. A lot of the questions that I have that are posed in the book, I still don't, I still don't know the answer to, you know, but it still makes you, it's it's still a good thing, I think, to read and to think about. And so, um, we're going to get into some of those questions, you know, over the next several episodes here. Um, so will anything you want to say in regards to that before we kind of get into some of the things or or maybe just bring up what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, excuse me. Um, yeah, we, uh, We talked
1: about several different episodes. We went back and forth, kind of kicked this ball back and forth on some email over a few months. And um, we just kind of talked about, again, reasons we're doing this podcast and what we wanted to do with it. And I think kind of what we felt a reason for it and a a reason there was a need for it is that when, at least in our experiences, and we, we think it's a pretty common experience for men that have been through this, when you feel that loss for the first time, especially if it's the loss of uh, your child, you're kind of at a crossroads. And I know for me, I've uh, had some experiences in my life before I was a Christian that were not honoring to the Lord. And I was kind of seeking my own way and and looking for fun and looking for uh, just meaning away from the Lord. And I remember very distinctly that after our son was born, I really felt like I was standing before two roads and I had the option to follow the Lord and to trust Him and and allow Him to work in my life and just to draw me back to Him and heal Him or to turn away from Him and just to retreat from the world, retreat from my wife, turn away from God and just to to try to find, maybe not really healing, uh, but just to find some numbness, to, to find a chance to get away from that pain and just not feel it, not have to deal with it and just act like, You know, our son never existed and that I didn't have to deal with that because it was too painful. And thankfully, the Lord blessed me with a wife who's wise and loving. And uh, we just really encouraged each other through the few weeks after we lost our son. And people like Gabe and some other people at our church just reached out to us and just pushed us closer to the Lord. And and honestly, like I said, just the, the peace of the Lord pulled me back to him and and so i think that's one of the 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 reasons the main reasons for this podcast is just to try to be a resource to help men make that decision when they're when they're in this crossroads just to to speak some truth then not our truth but the the truth that comes from the bible that's the only real truth out there and just to help them understand that you can't just turn away from this pain you can't just pretend it didn't happen and uh i mean there's certainly there's there's times when we are hurting and we just don't want to deal with it right then but when you make it a pattern to continue to turn away from the pain that you've been through you don't want to talk to your wife you don't want to listen to a pastor you don't want to read your bible then eventually that's going to hurt you eventually you're going to realize that you pushed your wife away you've allowed your relationship with the Lord to weaken, and you're just in a bad place. And at that point, really the only option you have is to turn back to the Lord. Or, in my opinion, what would have happened with my wife and I is our marriage would have crumbled, and we would both be very hurt people. We'd probably be very bitter. And I'm just very thankful that the people that the Lord placed around us pushed us to Him, and just that the Spirit worked in our hearts and allowed us to come to Him. this pain
0: um let me let me jump in right there because what you said is so important like that whole that growing closer together like that's the only two options you got you know it's either you grow close or you grow apart you know Mm -hmm. there's no middle ground ever in marriage but definitely during a tragedy like that and you know we had a after my wife had delivered she was moved up to a recovery room and uh they at the hospital we were at, it's regional. They had uh, massage therapists that would come around and give foot massages to ladies that were like, you know, postpartum, and uh, they kind of, I guess, told her what the deal was or whatever. And she come up. We'd never met this lady before. Her name was Holly, and she's giving my wife a foot massage. And she was like, "Look, I don't, I don't know y'all." She was like, "But I heard about what you're dealing with. You got, you know, these girls. You know, I think this might have been like a the day." like two days after maybe so like uh reese had already passed away and she was like i just want to tell you all she was like draw close to one another she was like when you don't want to talk to each other talk to each other when you're mad and you're angry don't be silent don't go into a shell She was like talk to each other tell you tell each other everything that you're feeling don't matter if, it, if you're gonna think you're gonna hurt the other person's feelings or not you know, she said, because she's like my husband, my first husband and I, she was like, we lost um, uh, uh, twins in a real similar situation. She was like, and we didn't communicate. She was like, and it drove us apart. And then we, our marriage didn't last. And she was like, I don't know y'all, but I don't want that to be the case for y'all. Mm. She's like, so I just encourage y'all to draw near. And man, I'm telling you what, like that meant so much to us because. You know, we didn't we didn't have any framework of what do you do? You know, I'm i I'm a dude, meaning I'm gonna be a lot more uh, a lot of guys are like more like, Hey, let me keep it close to the chest. I'm fine, like I'm tough, I don't need to talk to anybody, I don't need help. You know, I certainly didn't want my wife to think I was weak, you know, when I was having these, you know, thoughts, um and and these doubts and whatever and uh so for for Holly to say that to us, man, just, just meant the world and I just think that's right in line with what you were saying so i just wanted to throw that in um and whoever's listening like talk to your daggone wife like don't Mm -hmm. shut it down don't think you're a tough guy like she needs you you need her like be willing to open up and be vulnerable Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think there's there's no better
1: advice you can give as far as the relationship between you and your wife at this time and uh, i know my my wife and i talked a good bit but we uh she had a habit of she'd always bring it up as soon as we laid down in bed she'd want to start talking and uh you know I'm tired from working or you know whatever it is during the day and uh probably unfortunately more often than not I would just talk to her for a few minutes and then I would just say honey I'm tired I need to go to sleep uh this isn't the time to talk about it and uh that was thankfully that wasn't something that characterized our Discussions about our son we were able to talk about him during the day but yeah it's it's a very easy thing especially immediately after but even you know weeks and months after if, if you go back to work to just get so caught up in everything that's going on and to not take the time to discuss with your wife how you're feeling mm-hmm. and you know, like gabe said to show that you have feelings and just to tell her you know i'm hurting too i don't I don't feel the same things you feel because no people or the no two people are the same, and I didn't have the exact same experience you did. You you delivered our children, but just to <clears throat> tell her that you are hurting too and that you're there with her, I think is a very important thing that that like you said draws you closer together and doesn't allow you to turn away from each other because one of you is dealing with it differently than the other.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good, man. You know I, what you said too that. You 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 were empathetic to her and saying, "Hey, I don't know how you're feeling," because obviously she was the mama. She, you know, the, the thoughts and the feelings that they have is totally different than the ones that the dads have. Just biologically, you know, neurochemically, psychologically, but they need to know that we're that we are that we do care and that we're having those thoughts. And then I think too, you know, for listeners, like we don't know what you're feeling we do not know what you're going through uh, internally, because we're not you. You know, we hadn't walked the road that you've walked. We've walked probably a similar road, right? And so we might have similar uh, feelings. Uh, some, some of them may be exactly similar, but we're not going to sit back and say we know exactly what you're feeling, or what you're going through, because we don't know we're not you, you know, yeah. so we, we're not going to try to, We're not we're not trying to say that. You know, I used to get very frustrated when people would come up to me and be like, Gabe, I know exactly what you're going through because I I I had this pet for for 25 years. It was the longest living dog in the history of mankind. And when that dog died, I was so sad. And I just remember thinking, yes, you're a sweet little lady who means well, but I'd like to put you in a headlock right now mm-hmm. because yep. you just compared me losing three children to your dog dying, you know. And, and so folks would say things like that that I know they meant so well, you know, uh, or even if they had lost a kid, you know, or a child, then obviously they had went through a similar thing. But to say that we know exactly what somebody's feeling, man, we don't, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so please know we're not trying to say that. We're just saying, hey, some of the stuff we went through is probably the same stuff you went through. Some of the things that we thought, some of the things that you're probably thinking.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's a great point, Gabe. Uh, I felt the same thing. You know, there were uh, there were definitely times when someone came up to me and said you know, we're sorry for your loss, we, uh, you know, we, we're praying for you, you know, and just had those those platitudes that you hear all the time, whether you lose a, a 90-year-old grandfather or you lose a child, you know, whatever it is, that's, that's all people know to say, and like you said, it, it comes out, you know, they, they mean well, but, uh, you know, I really didn't want to talk to those people, didn't want to open up to them, and uh, we had a guy from our church, actually, uh, Brian Lambert, was the first guy that came up to me and and he said i remember very very distinctly he came up to me at church and he just said hey man you know i don't know exactly how you're feeling but you know if you're available and if you want to we may have some things to talk about and i'll be here for you and like gabe said that that meant a lot to me because he didn't come up and say hey i know what's going on you know here's the road map to week one mm-hmm. you'll feel this and week two you'll feel this yeah. and I'll just walk you through this workbook real quick and then you can get past your grief and and you'll be fine and back to normal. And obviously that's not what anyone was saying, but it kind of comes off that way sometimes when you're in a place of hurt that you've never experienced. And thankfully most people haven't experienced, but there are a lot of people out there that have, and the ones even that have don't know really what to say. As Gabe said, you know, no two losses are the same, no two people are the same, and what we're feeling what we felt probably isn't going to be the same as what you're feeling listening to this podcast, and and we just hope that we can be an encouragement to you, and not that we're providing any sort of roadmap for you. Is to listen to this podcast, and by the time you get to episode ten, you'll be great, and you'll have a wonderful relationship with the Lord, and you'll be doing a quiet time, and your marriage will be better. We're we're not promising any of that. We can't promise any of that. The only person that can can help you and can work in your heart is the Lord, and. So we just want to be here, provide you some comfort and hope from the Bible, from the way the Spirit's worked in our life, and just to push you towards the one who can make a difference in your life, because he's made a difference in our lives and, and
0: millions of other people mm-hmm. throughout history. That's awesome, man. It makes me think about that. Uh, John sixteen thirty three meant a lot to me during our journey, where Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Um, uh, that like, I ain't gonna lie, man. I was like, a, you know, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, like disciple and kind of still am to a degree, but, um, with a little bit more caution now and, 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 and teaching of some of that stuff. Uh, but I was, I was so, I was so positive mental attitude focused that I would like skip over verses like that in the Bible because they had a negative connotation. Um, And, but after we went through this, it was like when I remember reading that and I was like, wait, whoa, wait a minute. Jesus said, Jesus didn't say my life is going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns and, you know, strawberry ice cream uh, every day. He said, you're going to have trouble. Uh, And that was kind of eye opening to me because prior to the experience that we went through, I just thought everything was just going to be, you know. Uh, kind of like Forrest Gump said, a life is going to be like a box of chocolates, you know. You never know what you're going to get, but I just knew it was always going to be not the fruit-flavored ones. It was just going to be the dark chocolate mm. and the <laughs> ones with, like, nuts, like not mm. the mushy stuff that I don't like. <laughs> um, however, that is not exactly uh, the way things turn out always. And so uh, that being said, hopefully what you will gather from this time with us and, and us even just as we get journey through this ourselves is that we'll be strengthened um, for whatever life might throw at you because there's going to be things that we talk about that are applicable across the board no matter what kind of difficulty, challenge, stress that we might face Uh, because, as Will said, Christ has an answer for that, you know, and what's the answer? The answer is just Him, okay? And and if, if you don't know nothing about Jesus, man, please don't turn this off and think we're just some kind of holy roller trying to, you know, put the Bible down your throat, that's not the deal. We just know what Jesus has done for us and for our life, the difference he's made for us. And we know that uh, that, that can that can be the same for you too. So the second half of that, that John 16:33, where Jesus says in this life, you, you will have troubles. He says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, take heart. There's a 12 step program to get through your grief. He didn't say, take heart. There's seven phases of grief and you're gonna work through all of them. And then you're gonna be fine on the other side. Mm-hmm he said, no, he said, I have overcome the world. And so that's where we find our hope. That's where we find our peace. It's it's in him. And it's in that relationship with him, not just, hey, let me try to live like he lived because that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he, but it's actually in him, in that relationship with him. And, um, yeah, so hopefully we're going to be able to, to, to explain that and, and share that and what that's mean, meant to us.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you just brought up that verse, Gabe and Uh, One verse that really meant a lot to me, um, my mother-in-law came to us, uh, my wife and I, probably just a few days after our son was born. And she told us now, you know, whether you want it or not, you have a ministry. You have, uh, you can choose to accept it or you can choose not to accept it. And uh, it doesn't have to be immediate, but something has happened in your life and the Lord wants you to use this to bless other people. And and that doesn't mean we had to do a podcast. We have to write a book as, as Gabe has done to help people that way. But just that when it's, when it's possible that we use the life of our son to bless people, to push them closer to the Lord, to show them how we have been encouraged by the Lord and that there is a purpose to our son's life. And that purpose is to glorify God as, as is the purpose of our, our lives as well. And uh, just to get to that verse, it's uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And I had several guys tell me that verse. And, you know, when when my mother-in-law said something about us having a, a ministry now and, had people tell me that I didn't really like it. Cause I didn't think, you know, I thought I've been given this thing I didn't want, and mm-hmm. I don't really want to do anything with it. I don't want any responsibility to, to help others. I don't want to have to discuss anything with anyone else. I want to just not hurt and not, not think about it. But, you know, I think from that verse, I think it's pretty clear that when we are going through afflictions, we receive comfort from the Lord and he draws us closer to him and it's our duty as believers to use the experiences we've had and the gifts that we've been given to encourage other people <clears throat> who go through that and who we encounter and have a chance to push closer to the Lord. And so that's really the big reason why I felt a burden to do this is that my wife and I and Gabe and his wife, you know, we've gone through something that unfortunately a lot of people go through and there's the answer from the world is not the answer from the Lord and uh, you can't just rely on self-help books you can't rely on as Gabe said seven steps of grief and then you'll be fine and five years down the road 10 years down the road 20 years down the road you know you won't hurt anymore I think this is I'm only just over a year into this process but I don't think this this pain the hurt is ever going to go away I think The only thing that we can do with it is to turn to the Lord, allow Him to draw us closer to Him, and to use the pain that we have to push us to using the lives of our children to glorify Him and to to know that they have a purpose here. And it, it wasn't meaningless. It wasn't, you know, whether you had a miscarriage early on or whether you have children that are 10, 20 years old and they've died, that's not something that was meaningless. We're not just living in some big cosmic bubble of chaos where everything just bounces around and everything's coincidence and everything is luck or karma. I mean, I think it's clear if you read the Bible, if you really if you look at science that there's purpose to everything, there's meaning, there's order and God didn't allow Gabe's daughters, God didn't allow our son to come into this world for no reason. I think there's a purpose for it and purpose may not be this podcast it may be something else we're going to do maybe Gabe's book you know whatever it is but the I think the overriding purpose is to use their lives to push people closer to him and to allow them to be encouraged by him and I'm really excited to see if it's possible we can encourage some people through this podcast and just to to push them
0: closer to the Lord man that's awesome thank you so much Will and you know, I'll throw out one other verse that meant a lot to me and still does. And this is uh, 2 Corinthians 12:9. Uh Paul's talking about how he had uh, had a thorn in his flesh, is what he called it, uh, that was uh, just wearing him out. We don't know what that was necessarily, if that was some physical ailment, if that was some spiritual battle he was dealing with, some temptation. Um, and he said, I asked God to take it from me. And... It said, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. Um, so, we'll, we'll get into that verse in, in future podcasts a little bit more in depth. But the thing I want you to remember is that you don't have to be Superman, you don't have to be He-Man. You know, it's okay to to be weak. Because then God's power can can make you strong. Okay, and that's that's a big deal because if we're we're presupposing that there is a God and that He created the whole universe with His voice, and that includes all of us and and particularly even our children that have gone on before us, um, isn't that who I'd want working through me? Isn't that mm-hmm. the power that I want coming through me, right? I'm not gonna plug up my apple computer into the you know 240 volt thing where my dryer is plugged into that's going to be a little bit too much power but but in this scenario like we want god's power working in us right so we can be weak and we can be vulnerable because then god's power makes us strong so then we're actually stronger than we would have been in the first place and so hopefully through these next several uh weeks or months of of doing this podcast you're going to be able to experience that and see how God's power has rested in us and made us strong. Not that we're good or that we're anything, but that He's everything through us. And I'm gonna, so, in in the next couple of months, our goal is to, right now is going to be to do one a month. Just time, man. That's probably all we got to to lay down. Will's about to have a baby. His life's going to get super crazy. And then Seth, Seth's over here. He's he's got a million things that he's doing too. And so. Um, but we, we don't want to be sporadic in this cause we know that what you're going through is heavy stuff and we don't want to go any further than four weeks out. Hopefully you can kind of dwell on what we talk about for a few weeks and then, and then, uh, you know, the next one will be hitting you. So we'll be talking about why, you know, why did God allow these things to happen? Um, we'll talk about when will the pain stop? How do we numb that pain? Should we numb that pain, or should we just embrace it and feel it? Um, how can we help our wives when we feel like we can't even help ourselves? Uh, why should we talk with anybody when we don't feel like it? We'll discuss, uh, can God really be trusted? Like, if He's going to allow something like this to happen, can I really trust Him for anything? Uh, we'll talk about, is my baby in heaven? You know what happens to his children when they die? We'll talk about uh, does anybody understand my pain? Because sometimes it's so deep you don't think anybody can understand what you're going through. Uh, we'll discuss will I ever be able to laugh again? Man, I remember that. That was a I was probably two years two years in before I remember I was actually here. We're recording this at my office. I'm a chiropractor, and we've got a like hijacked a room in here on a on a Saturday because it's, it's quiet. And I remember I was, I'm pretty sure I was here and somebody said something I like genuinely laughed. And I was like, oh, wow, that was like a real, not fake, not forced laugh. Um, Another thing we'll discuss is what if it happens again? You know, we kept one thing my wife and I kept coming back to after Reese passed. We were just like, man, we, we can't do this again. We can't, we cannot bury another child. Well, three weeks later, we're back at the cemetery. You know, and then after that, we're like, we cannot do this. You know, like, well, three, you know, three months later or two months later, you know, we're we're doing it again. So what if it happens again? Um, does God really love me? I think that's a question. Any time something bad happens, you know, we're like, oh, God doesn't love me because this bad thing happened. Well, no, that's not really theologically correct. God loves you. He, as we discussed earlier, John sixteen thirty three. Right? Jesus said, you have. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be the easiest thing here on earth. And then we'll talk about uh, drawing close to God and drawing close to your wife. And other topics will come up, certainly. Um, Please reach out to us. We'll have social media uh, for this. Uh, Will's going to set us up uh, a Lost Boys, the Found Fathers uh, page on on Facebook. We'll have a Twitter account, Instagram. So just make sure you're messaging us for questions that you have, for topics you may want to discuss as well.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to throw in there just a couple other things we had talked about, you know, that we may do some episodes on. And this will obviously be a ways out as we've we got to get through the things that Gabe just mentioned first. Um, but if you're interested in any of these, give us, give us some feedback. Uh, we talked about maybe doing something on the sovereignty of God, uh, sovereignty over, over loss, over death and suffering, the goodness of God, and how we know that he is good and he is right. Um, how we are taught or refined through our trials, whether our children are really innocent as we think of them, and what about original sin, how does that play in, why our children are not angels or guardian angels, and uh, why that may not be a helpful thing to tell someone when they're going through loss, Uh, how we want someone to comfort us who's not felt our pain, and maybe we could give some advice to family members who don't really know what to say or what to, to do to help feel some comfort through this. Uh, the importance of spending a long time with God and the importance of spending a long time with your wife, as we talked about already, just open it up to her. And uh, how can you find someone to talk about your loss with? Um, you could reach out to us, obviously. Uh, you, I think we talked about this as well. And I'm sure we'll get into it in the future um, with the, the group that we talked about starting. One of the big reasons we wanted to start that was to build an accountability relationship and uh, to give guys other guys who've been through this that, again, we talked about may not know everything you're feeling, but have a pretty good idea and someone you can open up to and just build an accountability relationship on, you know, have you talked to your wife lately? Are you spending time with the Lord? You know, are you feeling some depression? Are you feeling you know, some frustration or just are you feeling lost right now? And just to, to have that relationship. So hopefully that's something that may come in the future, whether we can facilitate it or not. But We just think that's a a very important thing to to have someone to talk to in this, and then just uh, hope in Christ in general, uh, what that means to give you meaning, purpose in life as a Christian, as a husband, and as a father, and uh, we got a couple other things, but yeah, if you're interested in any of those, give us a shout, and we'll get the social media set up, and uh, we're looking forward to talking with you in the next few weeks and month, and just looking
0: forward to seeing what the Lord's going to do through this podcast. And if you need any, any other encouragement, you know, right now, um, a the Bible, it's a good place to start, you know, check out the book of John. Uh, also, uh, will be done covering a lot of these topics in there. Um, and just from, from our perspective. So hopefully it would be encouragement to you. Uh, also, uh, my, Uh, Facebook I will be done put a question mark at the end of that it'll come up again my name is Gabriel O'Sullivan and then um, on Blogger I've written a lot of articles through the years just about a lot of these same topics and things that we're going to be discussing or you know stuff that I experienced that might be an encouragement or or some uh, hope to you and so you can just look my name up on Blogger it's uh, Gabriel O'Sullivan and uh, yeah we're very thankful for the opportunity and we're grateful for what God brought us through, how He gave us this ministry, even though we didn't ask for it, because it's been a blessing to us. On the flip side, and before, uh, you know, before we didn't have it, and now we do. And what I want you to know is that um, you're gonna make it through, and we're gonna be here for you. Uh, you can you can be weak; it's okay, because in your weakness, you can be strong. Hmm. And we just want you to know, every day, get up, put one foot in front of the other, just keep going. Yeah, and
1: we'll be uh, we'll be obviously looking up. You know more things to get through in this podcast and doing some research on it but we want to let you know if you're listening to this podcast if you're a, a father of a child that's in heaven if you're if you're a mother listening to this to get perspective on him if you're just a family member we will be praying for you and we'll be praying that the lord would use this
0: to bless you and to draw you closer to him awesome all right until next time y'all stay strong keep moving forward